No, I didn't. No, because I, I y'all wasn't coming coming in. I was. I guess I was only coming in. My fault. And so. speaking of coming in, Miles, how are you doing in No Nut November, buddy? What's going on, guys? We are here with another episode. It is episode 15 of the Saratobi Sports Pod. Got me, John. We got fresh back from Philly, Mr. Worldwide West. What it do, baby? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not on social media, so I don't actually get the reference, but you know, I, I know it's from social media. All right, never mind. Boo. <laughs> Again, PSA, I'm the one actually posting on Miles' uh, Instagram account. So stop sending him messages because he's never getting them. <laughs> Yo. Air me out, why don't you? And uh, <laughs> At least they know it won't be, it's not your fault. That's a fact. And then and, we uh, got Mr. CBS Sports himself, Justin J.T. Thomas. Hi, how are you? And, and and what's the name for this week? Um, you guys might not like it. I, I toyed with this over the weekend. As long as I'm about to say, as long as it's not a NASCAR reference, I think I could be okay with it. Y'all just got a good hit. But uh, I went, <laughs> oh, I went, I, I went with Penny from SpongeBob. And if you get the <laughs> reference, you get the reference. That's it. Just <laughs> Penny. <laughs> <laughs> penny chip and all um, was it? I got penny chip and use napkin. Use napkin. That's what I, I got. The most beautiful voice. <laughs> yo, that is crazy. Yo, I just can't with you, bro. <laughs> oh Jesus, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot to cover this week between the NFL yeah, and man. NBA. Um, so let's just get right into it, gentlemen. What so, do you guys uh, want to talk about first? Cause no, let's, I mean, honestly, we could just jump around. Yeah, for real, for real. I mean, I guess we can talk about uh the the Battle of New York first, quote unquote, <laughs> between oh uh, the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Honestly, um, I'm just gonna say it. JT's rant had me fully believing that the Jets were gonna lose. Yeah, it was very uninspiring, but inspiring at the same time that the Jets were, you know. But honestly, because of your rant. Yeah, I think so. I think they was just under so much scrutiny and so much pressure that they had no choice but to win. I think if they lost to the Giants, Adam Gates might have got fired on the spot. Like they would have just took his headset out, like coming out of the tunnel. Like you know what's funny? Retired mid game. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, cornerback on the on the Bills last year. Yeah, that was wild. But you know what's funny, Miles? I think that, I think that's complete opposite though. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought the Giants had more to lose than the Jets because at this point the Jets are like, all right, the Jets are just a dumpster fire. They just lost to the Dolphins. Like it really can't get any more worse. So like a loss to the Giants isn't really like doing anything. I thought it was more the Giants had more to lose and Pat Shermer is more on the hot seat uh, than Gase. I would agree. I, I do think that uh, Pat is more on the hot seat right now only because he's been the coach of the Giants for the past year. But the only thing that's different is they drafted um, Daniel Jones and that's his guy. 
And I think he's going to, I don't think knowing the Giants franchise, I don't think Pat is going to get fired this year. And if he does, that'll be a surprise, a big surprise to me. I think he'll be there next year. He'll finish out the season because what's the excuse is going to be, oh, well, you know, I got this rookie quarterback who continues to get better. And yeah, he can, he can, he can throw the ball down the field and he's accurate. But I think this fumbling shit is a problem at this point. Yeah, I agree. That, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just stating the, the obvious. But, you know, my playing devil's advocate, if I'm, um, John Mara or, you know, anybody in the front office of the Giants organization, you can say, like, you're the head coach. Like, why is he still fumbling like he's been fumbling? Yeah. I said, hey, y'all need to fire your quarterback coach or something? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what 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 the problem is and why he's been such a fumbling. Like, but what if he know, just has small hands? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because he's he, he he's, he's a shy <laughs> hands. Nah, no funny though. But he's accurate as shit. So it's like uh, but it's it's good that he that he's showing signs that he can be the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it it just came down to defense. We got one of the most inconsistent defenses in the league. You think about it like this: we we have plays where we have great stops, great possessions, but then you got play got plays when you know you got Sam Donald escaping the pocket, looking like Lamar Jackson hitting Demarius Thomas on the run. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, it's like it's not. <sighs> It just wasn't, you know, the defense has to be more more consistent. Bottom line is we always give up the big play. That's usually what happened. And even when we came back, before we know it, we was down 14 nothing. Trying to come back from that is, you know, it's it's tough. Oh, but they tried to let you guys back in it, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know we damn well. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but, but Justin, you saw the whole game. Like, you, you got to you, you even even think about it. Like, remember when. We we were down by that by that touchdown. I think by this point it's like the, the it's the final score of the game. But we're when we're on that drive, and then I think we um, that fumble that happened, and we're like it's like third and like seventeen or something like that, or fourth and like seventeen, and we're like on our own like four yard line. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my thing is, it's like we're calling timeouts and wasting our timeouts. Like we, we honestly, I just feel like we should have just went for it. That's my personal opinion. Because y'all end up scoring a touchdown the next drive anyway, I think. So it wasn't the final score. It was like right before the final score, I think. So it's like Yeah. My thing is um sorry, yeah. sorry. Continue. We're not yeah. you good. You good. All right. So I I couldn't watch the game. Um but you know, I took highlights and check some stuff out. And you know, um it's talking about how their goal was to just stop Saquon at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that, and that that makes sense for game plan, you know, especially in a team like the Giants. He's arguably the best back in the NFL, and you know, you you shut down a team's running game, you make a one dimensional. That's it. But my right. thing is, the Jets' secondary is so bad. Is the Giants' just offensive line that bad as well? Like, is every like these are two yes. trash teams? No, these are two. There, you could. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Right? So bad, but it's like we've seen Daniel Jones do more against a worse secondary. I mean, a better yeah. secondary. I mean, yeah. So you could, I'm you, like, but but Daniel Jones still had a great game though. Like he still had four touchdowns and like you know 300 plus. So I mean, like I I wouldn't say that you know the that we didn't abuse the Jets secondary. We we did. It's just the fact that like. Mm. We are online couldn't do anything. Jamal Adams was doing it. What he 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 was looking like Ed Reed. He was looking like freaking um Sean Taylor out there. Like, he put, a, like he put a Troy Palomalu on that fourth and one. Yeah, that Jones yeah. tried to sneak. Oh my jumped God. over the pile. Yeah, oh, buddy. 
And yeah, like for real. Like okay, he, so so yeah, they did they did the the due their due diligence with Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But o- overall, like I I don't know. It it's just it, that it, their their defenses yeah. it was just worse than the the Jets, I guess. Yeah, that's it, and that's how it is. It's just inconsistent defense defensive play more so than offense. I mean, we scoring points. That's the important part because with Eli, we wasn't really putting numbers on the board like this, you know. Yeah. Like you can see that Daniel Jones could score. You know, to me, that's a very important part of this. Uh, having an accurate quarterback, man, and like especially an accurate quarterback that young, is huge. Yeah, but I mean, now the Jets and the Giants got the same record, and you know who else has the same record? The Dolphins. No, we don't. Yeah, you guys are no, no, because yeah. we you no, you guys have one more game over us. You didn't have oh, your bye yet. Sorry, yeah. sorry. We all have the yeah. same amount of wins. Let's put it like that. We all have two wins. <laughs> no, yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. got two wins. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny? Good. Going back to yeah. the uh, the point about the offensive line, I don't think if you if you combine the Jets and the Giants, right, whole team, fifty three off of each team, the offensive line is still trash. The secondary is still <laughs> trash. I yeah. think the best position you'd have would be running back it would be running back yeah absolutely your linebackers would be solid and that's and about speaking, it and speaking of running backs dog yo saquon is terrible at pass blocking i, I think yeah. the, i think he got no, exposed no. in his I defense think, in his defense bro, i think he's just still hurt i think he's yeah, just still hurt I do too yo, well yeah he's still hurt, i think it's hurt and hurt. i also feel like he doesn't want to bro but i, I wouldn't want like to either like, i feel like he's like i'm hurt I'm I'm a workhorse back already. Like right. we not going nowhere. I'm not, I'm not about to sell out to get her blocking for this quarterback anyway. But if you're hurt, which you is can't a terrible way there. to look at it. If you're hurt, you can't be out there. Yeah, it's simple. Like, that's why I'm. That's why I don't understand. Is that if Saquon is hurt, on that JJ why, why is why is he still? I, I think he's he's just too prideful. Yeah, he's he, on that he seems like the two. He's he's like one of those guys. Yeah, he will literally probably run until his ankle or like falls off. Bo Jackson shit. Yeah, yeah, on some shit though. But yeah, he got to improve on his pass blocking. And it's been it, w- it wasn't even that this game that I really noticed it. I mean, he got exposed bad, especially on that one Jamal Adams play where he just ran through. Oh, it. he got blew up. Yo, he, that's what I'm saying. Um, and that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jamal Adams. This is probably the best game that I've actually ever seen Jamal Adams play. That's what like this is the this is the best guys. defensive game I've seen a Jet defender play in years. And this is going back to like Revis. Like, I was about to say that. Like yeah. Revis was great at lockdown, but you expected it. But two fumble, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown, along with nine tackles. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a Jet defender play a game that well in a while. Right. At the end of the day, all only thing that we learned from this game is that both of our teams are still bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty the much. Jet, the Jet, the Jets, the like the thing about these games is that. The Jets and Giants play like once every four years, so I feel like Jets and Giants fans usually remember what goes down during during these games. Like I remember when we lost like a few like a few years ago in an overtime because of a field goal, and even like this game, it was just like this is gonna be remembered as the game like where Jamal Adams just went crazy and like yeah he made the he made the plays that they needed to make the win. Speaking of overtime, so he gets a gold star for me. Yeah, shout out to that Monday night game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a gem. That was but, uh, quite a game, and I was right on my picks. Yeah, you were. Absolutely. I'll, t- I'll tell it to you like this, though. But honestly, kickers really do suck. And I'll tell <laughs> you why. I, and, I, and I tell people this, like, every I tell my friends this all the time. Like, 
kickers suck because even like how do you hit the, the the field goal to get you into overtime but the game but to win the game overtime you miss that shit by a lot yo it's a hard job bro it's like from the, same soccer di- uh, from, from the same distance too yes when you when you lose it's all on you but when you win no one gives you credit unless you hit the game winning yeah exactly and i mean but even though this game it's, was it's, it's just not easy man regardless it's not easy but still if you're getting paid to do it you know yeah i mean like i i get it like in sports sports is it's not oh it's not a 100 thing no matter how good you are even the best free throw shooters are 90 not 100 but it's like damn yo all you have to do is make make field goals and i mean yeah it, it's I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a process, though. I mean, I know, like, there's a, like, like in the, uh, that there's Chiefs a lot of factors that go into play. Like, like in that Chiefs game when they missed the, the field goal when he had, when they had to throw it because the, the, the long snapper messed up the, uh, the snap, and then the holder had to throw the ball away because he can't kick it. Or in the last week when, uh, what, what's his face Vinatieri. on the Colts. Vinatieri when he missed the uh the kick against the Steelers because the holder didn't put the laces out and you know yeah. there's a lot that there's a lot of factors that go it's it's a very like as as much as like we put it on the kicker it is a very that's one of the more team oriented things about football like you need the snap to be perfect the hold to be perfect and the kick to be perfect Bro, like, that's three why things the Ravens long snapper gets paid and that's why it's um it's fucking they call themselves the Wolf Pack. Because it's Morgan Cox, the long snapper, Sam Cook, the punter, and Justin Tucker. Cox. They all be going to hey. <laughs> You like that last name, Justin? Well, how, wait, how's it spelled? <laughs> <laughs> like Perry for all my Scrubs fans? Oh, yeah. Perry Cox? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Shout out my son, Jake. But um, <laughs> what's, what's it called? Um. Yeah, that Monday night game was was really good. Definitely, all all it was cracked up to be, and mm-hmm. even that, you know, like San Francisco defense better than the Pats. Yeah, better than who's the Pats? Of course. Yeah, we could we could we could we could, we could agree that that San Francisco is legit though. Like I think yeah, they all come to. Well, I mean, yes, but at the same time, it's like yo, they played they like this was a game that they probably could have won. If Jimmy hadn't been so mid and the kicker didn't miss, but mm-hmm. all excuses aside, it's like I think San Francisco was more legit probably than I thought they would be because we all, mm-hmm. I mean, we all picked Seattle thinking that yo they was probably gonna beat them by a good amount. And they only won in overtime. So yo, my thing about Seattle, um, I forgot. Oh, right, I went to spot last night, but um, I remember before I left the house, it was like the third quarter. I was Russell was on the ball, and it was still ten seven. And then I I drove somewhere, so it was like maybe like a twenty minute drive. I get there, they go, oh yeah, the Seahawks just like scored like three times. Yep. Like, bro, what? It was on some basketball game shit or some college yep. game shit. Yep. And the next thing I knew, the game was going into overtime, and I was like, what? But there was mm-hmm. mad turnovers in this game. Like this game wasn't pretty by any means. It was just a very like competitive game. Yeah. It yeah. was fun. To, it was definitely fun to watch for the. For the amount of the game that I got to see, you know, I will say for um, for Jimmy a little bit, you know, take a little bit of pressure off him. I I don't think he was mid per se. He wasn't elite, but he wasn't as bad as the stat line will say because I think I believe two of those interceptions 
went off of his receiver's hands. Mm. Uh, I know there was there was a crucial one late in the, and I yeah. think I think the third quarter uh, that allowed that set up one of the 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 Seattle scores uh, that literally went right through the receiver's hands. So I mean those are, those are those are game changers, you know. So I can't put it all on Jimmy. There were some terrible decisions, especially that that last drive. Um, what a, in regulation? Right. Or maybe not regulation, but I think in overtime where they went, they literally went three and out, and three of his passes, like two of them, should have been intercepted. Like they literally bounced off of the, the linebackers' hands. So, yeah. All I'm saying in regards to Jimmy's Mendes, he threw two interceptions, but he probably should have threw five because he was just Ooh. all over the place with the ball, dog. No funny, but um, that's probably going to be the San Francisco's um, like the team, like the 49ers' um downfall is quarterback performance because you need your quarterback to at least be able to game manage you through to through through to a Super Bowl. And if you're gonna turn the ball over, it's like, you know, you you if if you're gonna be a game manager as a quarterback going into going into a playoff game, the one thing you need to do is to not turn over the ball. You don't even have to make plays like that. We've seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls and not make plays. You know, it could be one with a great defense. Yeah. That's probably number one that comes to mind. You know, and then number two is probably um, uh, what's the what's the name of the Ravens quarterback? Uh, the two thousand one. Yeah, um, yeah. you would know, freaking um. I don't know, bro. All I know is he was garbage. No one knows this man's name. I'm All I know crazy. is they, they went. They went what? I think it was they went a full month or multiple months without scoring an offensive touchdown, and they were winning. I'm trying to think. I have to find out what his name is because he works on ESPN now. Um. I just uh, I will never get over that. They went a full month undefeated. Trent the- Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was his name. Yes, that is his name. He works <laughs> for ESPN now. But um, Dilfer Dimes. Yeah. But anyhow, speaking of the Ravens, yo, Lamar might fuck around with MVP. Yeah, he really might. I saw my favorite thing on Twitter today it was um, it was the scene from um, Sorry to Bother You, where Lakeith and the other dude are just like aggressively. Oh yeah. Each other. It's it's him and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who's gonna... <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I'm sure I know exactly what scene y'all are talking about. Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw the movie. It was one of the two black people they was like hyping each other up. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, just... nah man, he he really might, and it would be deserving so. I still think Rush should win it, like because he's 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 gonna be fucking amazing. But um, dude, Lamar is, bro, like he's special, he, man. He really is. And shout out to John Har- Harbaugh for knowing it and knowing it early and acknowledging it yeah. and helping to build this team around him. And also, John Harbaugh should win Coach of the Year. I'll give a fuck. Amen. Like, bro, ugh, I love that man. So Ravens bias, Ravens bias aside, I, I think you can make a good point. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can see it. I, I, so I, 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 yeah. I can see it, bro. And Harbaugh said it best, man. That run is like a run for the decades. Yeah, bro, there's wide receivers. Now we're gonna, we're gonna be showing that in this league years that come. don't that, have bro, runs that's, like that's that. going on his career highlight tape. That yeah. period. That's that's going yeah. on his career highlight tape. That is like, wow, yo. And I was watching that joint live when he hit that spin move. I was like, nah, this nigga. Yeah, nah, actually, I can't say nigga. When I when I saw <laughs> when I saw, when I saw him hit that spin move, I was like, yo, this guy is. Like nothing. <laughs> Do you want me to edit that out? <laughs> you have to. You have to have have to put a bleep in there. Beep. <laughs> Wait, have we been? Have we not been saying that the whole time? The, yeah, all we the definitely time? has. 
I feel like I de- I've definitely said it. Oh, I know I said it in the re- in, in the Jetrant. I know for a fact I said. I'm it. I'm trying to stop myself. I think I've only said it twice in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, for the purpose of it, just say it without. That way, I don't gotta you know. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but on, but honestly though, yeah, I was and I was talking to I, I was thinking about this earlier. Like the Ray, how many quarterbacks was drafted in front of Lamar? Four. I, I think it was four. Yeah. It was Don. It, it was Darnold, Josh Darnold. Allen, Josh Rosen. And Baker, mm-hmm. and it's like it's so easy to see in hindsight. Like, damn, like what was these people thinking not drafting Lamar Jackson? But honestly, the Ravens probably is a is the only system where he would have succeeded because they was committed to him. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it wasn't that the that he had to commit to a system. They let him. They let Lamar be Lamar Jackson, let and Lamar that's why. Cool. And and that's what. And I know John, you you had to see this because I saw it on ESPN. It was um it was like an interaction with him and Harbaugh and saying like, yo. For generations to come, like there's gonna be young quarterbacks wearing, number um, wearing yeah. number eight. And going back to JT's point last week, you know, it's great seeing that that these black quarterbacks coming up. Mm-hmm. You could really make an argument and say that yo, the top five quarterbacks in the league are African American quarterbacks. Yo, Shannon Sharp brought that up too. Yo, that's it. He's listening. He's listening to the podcast. Shout him out. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Shannon, we love to have you. But um, <laughs> um. It's just very, it's just very interesting. And on a on a super subtle tip, like this is the second time this season that Lamar's throwing a perfect passer rating. Yep, shout yep. out to sh- shout out to him, man, because they really it, it's so crazy because they really was trying to change my man's whole position. They're trying to make my man into a wide receiver. They tried to make him Brad Smith. Yo, uh, I saw yeah. something um today too where they were like, it wasn't just analysts, like draft analysts. It's after he got drafted, there were teams. Who were thinking about having a game plan and they were like, Oh, we don't have to worry about shit. He they're just forcing to be a pocket passer, da da da, all that. Like, and the Ravens are really making him eat their words because they have the best offense in the league right now. And yes. and you know, people are still gonna be like, Oh, he put up these numbers against bad teams for his passer against bad teams. And it was like someone, um, someone quoted it too, and it was like at the end of the day, they beat the Patriots convincingly. Yeah. And no one, no matter how bad the Dolphins and the Bengals are, no one has put up those numbers against them. Nobody. No one um, has had, no one has been able to sit the fourth quarter against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you see, I you see the irony in that though, right? Yeah. You see the irony how they stay the way they want to, they want to downplay Lamar for playing scrub teams, but boost up the Patriots for playing scrub teams. Yeah. And, 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 it's um, different, I it's think a, that yeah. if th- this next game is going to be a fucking great game, um, I, I'm kind of sad that I'm not off on Sunday, but best believe when we watching this shit at work, they're playing the Texans. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Deshaun versus they Lamar, beat the bro. Texans, they're the number one team in the AFC, without question. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you can make that argument, and I don't even think it becomes an argument at that point because they would have already beaten the Patriots. They would have beaten the best team in the AFC South. It, they really can be. And this is something that I expected to happen next year. I didn't expect this to happen so quickly. It's It's been amazing. Especially even like the, the injuries have been the Ravens story for the past couple of years. Even with the, like the injuries that we had on defense and everything. And it's just like, yo, like we're really out here balling. Right. Like, it, it, and I was not just expecting them to be a contender like this. And it's, it's so much fun to watch. But no, nah, it really changed the game. And like I mentioned earlier, like, Shannon Sharp said it. It's really crazy. And it's like awesome to see a day and age now where in the MVP race, um, all the quarterbacks are black and the running backs white. Yeah. 
<laughs> the irony. Right? The but, absolute um, irony. No, nah, man, he well, really... Lamar, like, that's the thing. As much as I want Russ to win it, like, obviously I want Lamar to win one, too. Um, I'm not mad if he wins it. It would just kind of suck because, you know, Russ has been around for longer, and it's crazy how this man has never had an MVP vote when he's, he just carries the team on his back. Yeah, but, I mean, for as great as a season that Mahomes had last year, like, Russ had a pretty good season, too. Yeah. And that's the thing is that Russ always has good seasons, but it always gets out out outshined by somebody else's. Someone putting up some monster ass year. Exactly. Yeah. Like even two years ago when Tom Brady was doing what he was doing and this man was 40 years old. Like mm-hmm. that's it's just certain it's just certain things that you know yeah, man. It, it's it's just tough to, to tough to uh do it. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say about Lamar now. So the only um, argument that I have or that other people will have is that they will want to see him do it on a big stage. And yes, being the Patriots is a big stage. I I know that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will say that, yo, they'll refer to last year's playoff game against the Chargers and be like, yo, like, this is like, he wasn't that great during that game. But yeah. he's improved so much since then. Like, Yeah, he's, he's a different player from last season. And also he yeah. was stuck in Flacco's offensive system. So Right, exactly. So yeah. now it's like, he definitely can shine doing his own thing. I'm excited to see him in the playoffs because no, bro. I don't bro, know. I don't know how you you how do you bro that option play they ran. With, how with, do you, you talking about? That? What you talking about? The, the Heisman where, option. Where, where, oh, oh, with RG three, dude. The Heisman option. <laughs> yeah. The, the Lamar Ingram and RG three. Like, what do you that, do? That that triple option. That shit look like something straight out of Madden. A I triple was, option I, run PO like that. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. what? It's just you. You can't prepare for them, and that's that's gonna be the scary thing. And y'all defense is playing playing a lot better too, mm-hmm. lock, locking in. But anyhow, back to what you were saying before, kind of about how like the playoff picture is looking. Just to give y'all like an update of what the the playoffs is looking like. Um, so right now the Patriots they got the one. Go, I'll go AFC first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots they got the one seed, two seed to be the Ravens, three seed would be uh Baltimore, four seed is the Chiefs. You just said somehow. the Ravens and Baltimore. Oh, I said, my bad. Two is, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said that. Aren't the Texans um, two? Texans, no, no, no. Ravens are two. Um, The Texans are three. Okay. Uh, Chiefs are fourth. The mm-hmm. Bills are fifth. And then uh, Steeler, the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers are sixth. Some way, somehow. Shout out my boy Mike Tomlin. Doing things on, doing things on the other side of the division. So it's been it's been interesting thus thus far. I mean, we we a week past the the halfway point of the NFL NFL season. It's been great so far. And the AFC is definitely, definitely heating up. I don't want to see the Bills in the playoffs. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I really mm. don't want to see them. Uh, but, the Ravens, <laughs> but there's a, a the Ravens, the, not Ravens. The Raiders are still in the hunt, and they've been winning games. So yeah, you know, even even without AB and the Colts, man. Yeah, the Colts and the Colts, but get, the Colts, the Colts, the Colts just need to get Jacoby back because there's yeah. no reason why they should have lost to the Dolphins this past week. They're two and zero in their division too. So yeah, which is which is good. They got they got that at least, but they still got to win games. And especially, especially if if um the Texans win this week, if the Texans win this week, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to to, to catch up. But it's they're not still out. They're not out of it yet. You know, they mm-hmm. still got there's still six games left. It's just the uh, the outlook right now. And then in the NFC right now, you got um, San Francisco on top, but the Seahawks are literally half a game behind them. Um, Bro, the NFC is so fucking good. NFC is crazy. They're both the league is good right now, but like but, yeah. The NFC, I think, has the most contenders. Right. But thankfully, only one could come out. Yep. So, 
So you got the 49ers, the fucking Seahawks, and the Packers, man. Yep, exactly. You have the Saints, like, bro, they're... Mm -hmm. uh, From top to bottom, it's like, it's it's really good because you got San Fran, that's one. Green Bay is two. Uh, New Orleans is three. Cowboys is four. Um, Man, fuck, they don't count. They're not contenders. Hey, man. Hey man, that Dak did Dak did his thing. Dak's doing Dak doing bro. his thing. I don't, bro. I don't care if it's if it's because of Amari Cooper. He's been you, you can't lie. This that the stats not lying, bro. Right, but you got to think it's it's like if you're looking at the NFC, it's like you have the eight and one Niners, the eight and two Packers, seven and two Saints, and then it's like Cowboys are fourth. Fuck that shit. You have the Seahawks who are eight and two, and the Vikings who are seven and three. Like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. come on. It's, it's, Cowboys have the same record as the Ram, the Eagles, and the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are a contender. I'm just, I'm just saying that Dak They're just four and zero in their division. That's yeah, all. That, that's, in that terrible yeah. division. Hey man, you gotta, you got, you gotta be who's on your schedule. Point yeah. blank, period. Point blank, period. That's what you know. That's what the Patriots have been doing. That's what a lot of these teams have have been doing. That's what the 49ers have been doing. You gotta, you got. You know, you're not in control of who you play. You just got to win these games. Oh, man, I can't wait to see if the Patriots can keep this up against all these real teams they're about to play coming out of their bye. Oh, man, because it's about to, it's about to get real. But I do want them to beat um, Philly this week because, yeah, I got some uh, – I, I have some uh, implications going on with some Eagle fans. So I need to – They should uh, carve yeah. up Philly. Yeah. Like, no yeah, question, I hope, they should I, carve I, up I, Philly. They should. Thomas but, you know, they have like 150 yards. Then again, it's Philly, man. You never you never know. Like, they like – like the Eagles is one team I would never bet on. Your secondary is garbage. <laughs> secondary is garbage, but you know Tom Brady has isn't hasn't been traditional Brady, so you can't. Uh, I don't know. And they're coming off. And they're coming off a bye week, so yeah, two weeks yeah. to prepare for a mediocre coach. I think Belichick's gonna eat him up. You think? Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Peterson is mediocre. Mediocre. You may have won a Super Bowl. You got to give him credit. Yeah, mid. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this with you because if I gotta <laughs> defend Doug Peterson on here. Nah, I can't do it. I can't. I can't defend. Yo, I can't have, defend. You gotta just take your your Giants fan card at this point. Right, you have to right. defend saying, Dak, I and then you gotta I, defend I Peterson. I, I literally can't defend Dak and P- and Doug Peterson back to back. Like I just can't. I I can't do it. I really just can't do it. So for the sake of the conversation, I will end it there, and I'll just get right into the picks that we have for. For last week, yeah. So I don't know if y'all heard our picks from last week, but let's just let's just disregard it because we were just bad. We were just bad. Yeah, but you know injury reports, yeah. and then yeah, and then yeah, there's a lot that's like for, fucking for, saints. Yeah, for the record, we we picked our picks last Monday night after um after giant after the Giants and Cowboys game, and we didn't know that Jacoby wasn't gonna play. We also didn't know that Matt Stafford wasn't gonna play. There was a lot of unknowns that were just, you know, would have differently influenced how we picked these games. So with that said, we'd like a mulligan. Yes, a big mulligan. Pause. Would you just pause? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, um, so the leaderboards. Hold are, on, you can't, you can't not say the n word and then still be using pause, man. You're either going all uh, over woke or not woke at all. <sighs> Fuck. All right, so just edit that out. All homo. So yeah. I got to be the toxic person. All right. All right, Justin. How dare right. you? No pause. All home. Just, just getting into it. Um, <laughs> John is in the, in, in, a, in the 100 club right now. 
He's a 103 and 45. Following him is going to be uh, Justin, who is 98 and 50. And then <laughs> me, I'm 94 and 54. But um, did you go down from last week? What do you mean? Weren't you only two games back last week? Um. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. I was a. Well, I what's it called? Because I was a game. I think I was no. I was um. I was three back, and I'm four back four. because and I'm four back because yeah. I got it. I got it all in my handy dandy notebook. But um. Anyhow, let's uh get into it. So. <laughs> there, <laughs> I'm just thinking there. about how you have the worst record of us, but you're the one who does all the sports betting. Yo, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you know, it's you can't actually even crazy. To your own picks, dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't. But I, I bet more on spreads. I'm more successful on spreads than I am on actually like money line betting. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I'm. That's kind of that's kind of how I'm thinking about my picks more so than like actually, you know, whether or Ooh. not. You gotta give me Who's gonna course win? in sports betting, bro? Oh, bro, we can have a we. I can give you it all day. All I need is a whiteboard and some <laughs> examples. That's it, and some index cards. But anyways, whiteboard and a big cup of coffee. That's right, and in a in a tall glass of diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. There's an night football. We got Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I don't believe in Cleveland. Oof. I so I, unless unless they fire Freddie Kitchens. I'm I'm taking. Uh, it sucks having to pick the Steelers again. So here's my thing, right? I think, uh, as much as I want to pick the Steelers, Wait, I think who won that the, the first Bra- matchup. Um. Oh, the Steelers won. Oh damn! I, so the Browns might have to win. That's why. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, but even so, I I just think the 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 Browns are going because one, they're. I don't want to say they're clicking because they're not really clicking, but they just got a decent win against the Bills. I mean, I, I'm not a believer in the Bills really either. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I think I think actually yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Cleveland too because okay. the AFC North tends to split all their shit. <laughs> yep. Justin. Yeah, I'll go uh, Baker and the gang. It's a primetime game. Yeah, it is a primetime game. Thursday night, two days. Well, actually, technically, it's tomorrow night. But um, Dallas at Detroit. Hmm, this is intriguing. Dallas. You know, I don't know if Stafford's gonna come back next week. So I don't think. Do you remember what? Do you remember what the injury was? Yeah, it was like, bro, he has broken bones in his back, and he's playing with that shit. Yeah, he's not coming back. (laughs) Cowboys. You know they're investigating that, right? Like the league is like sending out an an investigation, uh, because they think they there was foul play in the. Uh, injury report, which in in itself is just really weird because sports, as much as they say we don't like gambling, you know, injury reports were only put out for gambling purposes, right? Like way back when. That's the same with like weather, same with like weather reports and things like that. It was to let betters know and, and gamblers know, bookies, like, oh, maybe this could affect uh, how this game is going to be played. That's literally it. Yeah. Crazy. Weird. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm going with that. Um, Patricia Jackson, said, I just wanted to wait as long as possible out of respect for him and everything he's done for the organization. That's the, I think I mean, it was only did, because did, they he didn't, he didn't, he didn't signify. He didn't signify. If he would have just, I think he, if they would have just put questionable on the injury report, mm. that he would have had room to maneuver like, oh, 
he's he's he was questionable as he was on the injury report. He never showed up as like questionable. And Ooh. so him being a late game time just like scratch was like, yo, like what the heck? Yeah, I think they announced him out like the Monday, like not Monday, but the Sunday morning earlier. I was watching like fantasy something and then they was like, Oh, Matt Stafford's not playing. I'm like, wow. So I gotta bench Kenny Galladay now. Crazy. I'm reading this thing right now, and they're like Stafford felt good in practice during the week, but Friday evening exam. The evaluation of his back caused some concern. So placing his status in doubt, just getting injured in the field. And then it was like, you can downgrade a player to out and you can't make a match with dress. Yeah. And then now it's, you know, it's day to day and week to week. So, wow. That's crazy. Under the assumption that Stafford doesn't come back, then I'm rocking with Dallas. And Jacksonville at Indiana. See, division games get funny for me, but Nick Foles is actually coming back this game. But then again, I don't know if Jacoby's playing. So, uh, it's getting a little dicey. Um, but under the assumption that Jacoby doesn't come back, I'm gonna rock with Jacksonville because Brian Hoyer is trash, and Nick Foles uh, is a Super Bowl MVP. I'm going Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm going Jacksonville because Big Dick Nick tends to just do the things when he first gets back. <laughs> yeah, give me Big Dick Nick in the uh, return. Y'all gonna have to stop with this Big Dick nonsense. Yes, I know that's what Philly fans refer to him as, but I don't Listen, like. It. I mean, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, Jeff fans were were had 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 rights to Big Dick uh, before because we because when Eric Decker was on the team, it was Big Dick Decker. I've never I, heard that in my life. I've well, coach it yourself then. Oh, I don't know what to God. tell you. I mean, I don't even think he was that good when he was on the Jets. He whoa 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 whoa. Yes, he All was right. that yeah, first year. No, no, no. That one year that he had with uh, Fitzpatrick and um, he was tough. Him and Brandon Marshall. Oh, and Brandon Marshall. Yeah, tough. it was. They was fire. They, they both had a thousand yard season that day. Yeah, it was. They was decent. But after that, it was a uh, anyhow. Then Eric. Um. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. You know. You know. You know. Just. Just going. Jack. How did? How we did, we did, always get that one good. Season. How did Nick what? Foles get hurt? Being Big Dick Nick, staying in the pocket. Taking the hit and dropping a fucking dime, he did. Throw and a that's why on that pass. He did. That's why he, he gets that nickname because he's gonna sit in the pocket, he's gonna take the hit, and he goes deliver that shit right on time. Right, that's a fact. Um, Buffalo at Miami. Dude, come on, son. I mean, you can't say it's come not on, as Miami. easy. It's not as easy as you think. Yeah, I'm about to say Miami. Miami's on a two game winning streak. Yeah, but Buffalo plays well against bad teams. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's a good logic there. I'm going with uh, the Bills. It's in it's in Buffalo or is it in Miami? It's in Miami. It's at Miami. Mm. If it was in Buffalo, it would have been like for sure, for sure. But like, oh yeah, it's snowing in Buffalo right now. Yeah, uh, Fitzpatrick not fucking Fitzpatrick cold. not not about to have. Well, no, because Fitzpatrick played in in Buffalo for a few years, so he wouldn't no, have been he, he wouldn't have been did. affected. Yeah, he, he'd be right. perfectly at home in that weather. What what team didn't didn't Fitzpatrick play on? Play on? Uh, I don't think Fitzpatrick. He hasn't played for the Seahawks, the Niners. It's yeah, a lot of teams. Giants. He's been on a lot of teams, but he hasn't been bro, on a lot of teams. Yeah, you got to think about been... how many teams there actually are in the league. Yeah, there's there, like, what, there's 30, teams? There's, bro, there's 32 teams. How many teams? If you play for eight teams in the NFL, that's a lot of teams to play yeah. for. That's like that's like damn. That's damn near like a fourth of the league. That that's is like a fourth. Jamal Crawford. Yeah. When they asked crazy. him about how many different uh, coaches he had, and he remember the name of all of them. It's crazy. All right, next game. Wait, did you pick it? I'll go Buffalo, but it'll be close. It'll be closer than than people think. All right. Well, if Buffalo smoked him, then I'm coming right after you. Um. All right. This seems like the first. 
game that well since both quarterbacks should be there um denver at minnesota minnesota can't get cold like minnesota i am picking vikings skull 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 nah f that um hmm (laughs) new orleans at tampa bay yo this division is like the funniest division ever because Season is dropping two in a row, especially if you're using the fucking Falcons. Yeah, well, 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 right, but we all picked picked New Orleans last week. Yeah, and they're not going to lose two in a row, and I feel bad for the fucking Bucks. Yeah. Oh, my Uh, God. There's a picture on Twitter, and it's of Nick Bosa's all-white Jordan 1 cleats, and someone quoted it and said the white supremacy ones. Oh, my God. Bro, them racist-ass Bosa boys are really problems. That's why they played fucking the only... White outside linebackers, you're gonna see. Them, them, them dudes, them dudes is tough, tough. That's you I'm know what they're cooking now because there's that many black quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. We got the league got to balance itself out. Just like next thing you know, you are gonna see some Jason Seahorns and some uh, some white defensive backs and shit. Bro, I was gonna say, I I think I tweeted that like last week. I was like, yo, have y'all seen? Is there any white cornerbacks in the bro, NFL? The, bro, the last white cornerback to play in the league was Jason Seahorn on the Giants. There, there will never be another white cornerback. I can't say never, but that they just don't, I don't exist. Know who that is bro, Jason Seahorn, go look him up. He's I am. <laughs> But yeah, I'm rocking I with that Tampa. guy. Yeah, I'm rocking with Tampa Bay because this division is fun. It's funny money, bro. He uh, was mixed. I'll go. I'll go Saints. But it's gonna. I mean, it's it's close. I mean, look look how the Bucks have been playing the last. Uh, they played the Seahawks tough. Yeah, took yeah. them to overtime. Bro, Saints are not dropping too. Yeah, I mean, we didn't think we they were gonna drop to the to the Falcons. Anything's possible. I'm about to say it's the NFL, bro. Any, that's any not NFL? that's not losing back to back. Hold on, I was screaming. To, I was screaming to K, what KG always says, but you know anything is possible. Did you think that the Dolphins would win two games in a row this year? Yeah, that's true too. But we also thought that Jacoby Brissett was going to play, so we, you know, don't blame us for like, that. Like, I like, like, we would like, <laughs> I don't think we would have picked the Dolphins to win anyway. But you know, maybe maybe I would have. No, I like taking the risk. Like, what's more believable? What did you think would happen if, at, at like, a week ago or two weeks ago, if I'd have said the Saints drop two in a row or the Dolphins win two in a row? What's more believable? Mm. Wow. That's a tough question to answer. See? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I, but I said, but I, that's why I, I'm picking Tampa Bay, so whatever. Um, got You got the Giants. You just like Jameis, bro. I love Jameis. I love me some Jameis because you know why? He's two quarterbacks. Bro, he goes this every week. You you never know what you're gonna get when when Jameis plays. You know what it equals out? It equals out to that he's not a good quarterback. Well, consistency I mean, is a sign of a good quarterback. Nah, I mean it's not even the fact that he's inconsistent. It's the fact that he turned the ball over too much. But I know that. I mean, I'm not saying whether he's good or he's he bad. Consistently just, turns he consistently, that is the one thing that's consistent about Jameis. You know, he's gonna either throw an interception or or have a fumble. But yeah, at what? the end of the day, I don't know what it is. You know, you know, now nah, you know what it is because when I used to rock with my son at Florida State, like that was my yeah, guy I know. College. But but crab you legs, know, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I had crab legs for dinner actually, but <laughs> that's besides the point because we get into the next pick: Giants at Washington. I thought the Giants were to buy this week. Oh, I lied. Oh shit, Jets at Washington. Excuse me. <laughs> what to say? Uh, Jets. Jets at Washington. Damn, the Jets might go on a winning streak. 
Yeah, I mean Washington is a fucking mess right now. Yeah, and by I, that, I, and and just because of that, uh, the Jets are gonna get now they're gonna lose. <laughs> nah, no, nah, no, but I'm still no, picking I, the Jets. I, I can see, I can see Haskins lighting y'all up. Oh yeah, I he really, really might. <laughs> he I really might. Really Honestly, not even through the air. Not even through the air. He like 97 on the ground, two rushing touchdowns. And Haskins like is slow as shit. That's a crazy exactly. Thing. That's exactly exactly why it's gonna happen. <laughs> 97 <laughs> on the ground. 97 on the ground. <laughs> Nah, chill. After the after the how they shut down Saquon, you think they're gonna let them do that? Actually, yeah. What are yes, you talking I about? Did, did, did Danny Jones didn't Danny Jones have like forty something yards rushing on he Sunday? Did. He did. <laughs> he did. It's crazy how Danny Jones, Jones is faster than Dwayne, though. Yeah, he it don't is. matter. That's that's so. It's crazy. the Jets. Anything Daniel is Jones. possible. <laughs> Daniel Jones is literally a faster and better athlete than Dwayne Haskins is. And stereotypes aside, it's like. Bro, like, how you a slow black quarterback? Like, it's just, uh, because <laughs> he's big. That's why he's just like, bro, there's mad like, big, but Cam is big. Cam is huge. No, but Cam's, Cam's a specimen, though. Like, come oh, on, Cam he, is, he, he Cam built, is he built different. But yeah, like, Jamar, remember oh, Jamarcus oh, Russell? Jamarcus Russell wasn't running past people. I mean, he's trash, but like, he still wasn't running past people. Even at <laughs> LSU, all. he wasn't like that. Spe- speaking of Jamarcus Russell, did y'all see that thing that ESPN put when it, when the coaches had him watching blank tapes? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, yeah. John, you didn't hear about that? No. <laughs> all right, all right. All they right, didn't so think he was watching film, so they sent him home with blank tapes. He came to practice the next day, and they were like, "Oh, so did you watch? What did you watch on the tape?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I watched some uh, some blitz packages." <laughs> there was. <laughs> Oh, you liar! <laughs> that shit was crazy. That was a fun. That bro, that shit was so so crazy. Um, you got Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, I take uh, I take uh, Carolina on this one as well. Yeah, I got Carolina. I, I don't think revenge game. Much. But then again, it's like you know the this is the division game, so we're probably all gonna be wrong. Um, ooh, yes, I like this one. The Ravens every week, baby. And Ravens at home. See, people, people got to remember, Ravens at home is a thing, dog. Ravens home field advantage is legit. See, it sounds like this where I wish we, where I wish we bet on, where, where we bet on spreads because if we bet on the spreads, then it's like you, you would see what I mean. But I'll take Ravens. And I'm, I'm gonna explain why I'm gonna take the Ravens. Oh, please, because they traded uh, Clowney, and JJ's not there. So who's on that line? Yeah. You guys make some good points. Ravens. Yeah. Go birds. Louses. Um, Arizona or San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco, baby. Yeah. This might be a good betting week. I don't know why, but why does I it feel like a letdown week, game? But this might be a good betting week. Ooh. Um, um let's see, you got Cincinnati at Oakland. Hmm. Oakland. <laughs> wow. Um, Wait, did John pick? There. John, you went with the 49ers, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll just I will hope. I will hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, just didn't, I just didn't hear him say it. So I, was, I, was I said it before you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. You got New England at Philly? Uh, New England. Belichick with two weeks to prepare. The lack of a, the Philly secondary. And revenge and revenge oh, for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that's a fact. Dumb yeah, Philly fans about to be dumb sick this week. Yeah, oh, man. thankfully I need Brady. They about to, to drop fifty on him. Yeah, I need I need Brady to put the put the moves on him. No funny. 
Um, oh, finally, some good games. Um, well, New England and Philly should, should be a good one, but, like, you know, the ones before weren't really that great, minus the Ravens. Um, Chicago at Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Rams. Did the Rams, Rams lost last week, right? Mm-hmm. They did. They're not going to lose in a row. But then again, I mean, if we said that, then they lost <laughs> in three in a row. Yeah, um, you're right. This is a no fun league, so we don't really know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Rams just because the same reason why actually the, yo the same reason why we thought uh the Lions are gonna win before we found out about Stafford right uh, the Rams offense is you know everyone's I, I'm a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky so right so let me so before I I, I I tell you this last one all of the all of these teams that we're picking well a lot of these teams that we're picking Cleveland came off a loss Dallas came off of a loss. Uh, Jacksonville came off of a loss. Buffalo came off of a loss. Um, y'all picked New Orleans came off of a loss. Uh, Carolina came off of a loss. San Francisco came off of a loss. New England came off of a loss. Rams came off of a loss. It's very interesting that we kind of picked that way. But uh, Kansas City at the Chargers. Kansas City. Yeah, I'll go KC. KC coming off of a loss. I mean, like granted, their offensive line hasn't. Been that great, and the Chargers still have a Bosa. Um, I, I just think Mahomes is the second game back, get his legs under him a little bit more, and he's gonna be tight about that loss because he did us lost the Titans. Yeah, I can't believe they lost the Titans. Shout out Ryan Tannehill, man, he got them boys rallying. Oh man, <laughs> mid. All right, did you did you make a pick, Wells? Yeah, Kansas City. All right, are we done? Uh yeah, I think so. We can awesome. talk about NBA. I like basketball. Yeah. That's um honestly that's great. Um, cause right now, man, I actually just got a ESPN notification, and this is definitely something we all wanted to talk about. Well, me and JT want to talk about it, but um, let's talk about them Knicks. Um, and I just got this ESPN notification yeah. talking about players back in Fisdale. Um, which is what I want, and it's like after New York's leadership expressed displeasure with the team's poor start, David Fisdale remains cool. So it's gonna be this whole article. Um, I'll probably read that later, but um, no, man, that's that's exactly what I want to hear because I tweeted about it. I said it before: if the Knicks fire Fisdale, it will be the Knicks just being the Knicks all over again. Knicks gonna Nick, and it's 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 a disservice to the fans. It's a disservice to the players. Um, it's a service to to Fisdale because he's kind of been in some shitty situations in his head coaching career. Um, the Grizzlies were a decent team when he went there, but you know you're you're putting a first year head coach going in with a bunch of veterans where he's trying to implement his own system, and they're like, we already know what we are and what we want to do, and we don't want to change that. So him and Marcus Hall are cool, but it just wasn't going to work out. And then now he's here on the Knicks, which is a really good spot. And honestly, the best thing you want to do for your young talent is to have some sort of stability, and then your terrible GMs who have put the team in this situation are out here looking for a scapegoat once again. Um, Nick's going to Nick. And I just really, really hope they don't fire Fisdale. I will say I did see something that was like, um, they, they're thinking about throwing in the bag and doing whatever they can to get my son uh, Ujiri, which I, I don't see happening. Um, just because he doesn't have a reason to leave Toronto, really. And especially who wasn't going to leave Toronto for, I think DC was offering him ownership rights. Yeah, and, um, he didn't, and he still said, yeah, and he didn't take that even with even with possibility that Kawhi was going to leave. Yeah, so um, I don't think they're going to be able to get him, but 
like I said, the only way they can they would be able to get rid of Fisdale and not be seen as a total loss if they hired Dave Yeager, but I still don't think it's a good move. Um, so, 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 so here's what I have to say about the Knicks because, you know, a lot of times I just hold in my frustrations because, you know, I'm just so used to my team just doing things like this. You battered wife. That, <laughs> um, let me put it to you like this. Um, Steve Mills who is who's the president of basketball operations he from what from what everybody describes of him is that he's a smart dude you know he went to he went to princeton he played ball at princeton whatever he whatever he did but when it comes to making decisions about basketball he just is he's a not dumb it. motherfucker he he's not it and for as much as Nick, Knicks fans was really hyping up the the acquisitions that we made between Bobby Portis Marcus 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 um all 15 Morris, power forwards um, Julius Randle, you know, it just, I knew, and Taj Gibson, you know, like, I knew what it was hitting for. I knew we were going to be bad. And after we lost to the Cavs the other night, you, he had the nerve to get up and have a press conference saying that he, that, that we're not supposed to be this bad. We what didn't, the hell we didn't were know. you? Stephen A. Smith said it best. Bro. And, and, and yeah, shout out Stephen A. Because honestly, what the hell was he thinking, man? Signing all, signing all these dudes with the assumption that we were going to be the, we were going to be world beaters, you know, and then they have the nerve to dump all of that on David Fisdale, who had nothing to do with the talent that came in. The only person that only person that probably he had an impact on who came was probably RJ Barrett. And he's getting and he's continually getting better. I, to me, it's just I, I don't I don't understand how you could want to fire Fisdale because and you can say whatever you want about, you know, us losing games and, you know, he not use him not using the right personnel. Alonzo Trier not getting enough minutes. At the end of the day, look at the roster that he has to work with versus the rosters that these other coaches have to work with. Look at the other teams that are two and eight in the league, and th- and think about those rosters versus the roster that he has to work with. The best player on on our team is literally is literally the person that we just drafted six months ago or four months ago, however long it was. So. I don't think you could hold David Fisdale accountable for that, and you can see that because if the the play the if the players are saying that they have they have his back, they know that he's the, he's the right coach. But you got to give it time. You can't just want to fire a coach after a a season and not even a quarter after a season in ten games because we're losing we're, because we're losing games. The, the roster sucks. That's the point blank period. If you wanna if you wanna fire him. If we started two and eight, but you know we signed K, a, a healthy KD and Kyrie, and just drafted RJ Barrett. Okay, that's one thing. But give the man some talent first before you think about giving him the can. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. New York isn't known for its patience. New York's mm-hmm. it's, uh, not not the strong thing. Well, that's exactly why. Uh, well, that's why it worked in Brooklyn because nobody was nobody was checking in on Brooklyn. Because nobody needed. They Brooklyn. didn't have actual. They, they didn't have fans. Exactly. Got, I mean, hey, it works to their advantage. Nobody's nobody's breathing down their necks. Hey, we got to win. They were able to rebuild the team mm-hmm. in a timely manner. You know, they literally had the worst situation possible after that that Boston trade, and it took them two and a half years, basically, to for Sean Marks to write the ship. The problem is, and I said that I tweeted this out: the Nets laid out the blueprint for the Knicks to as to what to do, how to rebuild. The Knicks have, or basically, honestly, the Knicks had better pieces than the Nets when the Nets started their rebuild. The Knicks literally are a year ahead of what the Nets were three years ago. 
Um, I thought the Steve Mills uh, and them calling a press conference after that blowout loss was highly embarrassing. Not only for the organization, for them. I mean, you gave Fisdale this roster. Nobody get no. It's not like Fisdale was the reason why this team is the way it's made up. You guys did that because you failed to get what everybody thought you were going to get, which was, oh, we're going to get Zion. We're going to get Katie. We're going to get Kyrie. That's what. And then even when you didn't get uh, Zion, you were preaching. We're going to get two max guys. That's what's going to happen. Your owner, James Dolan, went on the Michael K show. I remember specifically because I was listening at work and he said, I have it on good authority that we will be able to sign these max guys. He said this. And then what happened? You gave up, you traded away Porzingis to free up this max slot and you filled it up with 500 power forwards. I, I, if they get rid of Fisdale, it is the most egregious act like ever. And then why is, well, how come nobody ever calls for Steve? Uh, it was Steve Mills head. Is Steve Mills is the president, or is it um, uh, Scott Perry? Scott Perry. Scott Perry. Scott Perry's been, yeah, he's been he's been with the team since the early two thousands, over two decades. How is it that he is still? How is he still employed? How is it that everybody's like fire Dolan get have Dolan sell the team? This guy's been running the team as president for two decades, and the Knicks have been trash for two decades, and it hurts. I mean, it's honestly like. As, as, as a Nets fan, yes, I, I like making fun of the Knicks. But as a basketball fan, I would love if the Knicks were good because it just makes basketball in New York so much better. Like, Knicks, Nets in the playoffs would be amazing for the city. Like, having an actual rivalry. You know, same could be said about the Jets and the Giants. They've never really been good at the same time. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, the Knicks are a mess right now, and you know, going back to what you said with the whole like, look at other teams that are two and eight right now. I'm looking like the the Warriors have the worst record in the league, but that's because they're missing basically Steph and Clay, right? And other guys are hurt. The Pelicans are missing their number one overall pick, Zion, right? And they still have a bunch of new pieces that are trying to figure it out. It's just it's just something about the Knicks, and they just they expect greatness, but aren't willing to put in the work to achieve that greatness. They just expect greatness to come to them because they're living off of a reputation that hasn't done anything since the seventies. The Knicks are a fat woman who <laughs> see those magazines when they're checking out in the grocery store that say lose 15 pounds in a week. <laughs> um, by doing this one thing, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Yeah. Y'all want, like, they want the results without the work. And honestly, for Knicks fans, it needs to be on site with Mills and Perry. Um, I didn't know Perry was the president for that long because that's literally the worst decades of Knicks history. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nah, joke. He's, he's been, well, I'm not at all. Scott Perry, he's been there, like, I think for a couple years because he used to be with Orlando. And then Steve Mills came in a little bit before, uh, I think Steve Mills came in, like, 2013. But he's been affiliated with, you know, MSG for a while, though. That's Either way, what, he's garbage. And you talking about people saying he's a smart guy. I have yet to, to see that he's a smart guy. Even even going back to, you know, firing Fisdale, it's just we're just bringing it back to square one because who are we going to hire? What coach, like, unless we, we, fire, we fire David Fisdale and get Mark Jackson, that's Dave the Yeager. only way that, yeah. But 
even so, it's not. It's none of this is a guarantee. We've had four coaches in the past. Let's see, it's 2019. We've had four coaches. I feel like in the past four years, since 2015, yeah, in the past four years, we've had four four different coaches between Derek Fisher, Rambis, Hornacek, and now Fisdale. And it's like I'm not saying that these guys were good. I'm just saying that you know we got to get Fisdale some time because he actually has a body of work that you know is more credible than the rest of these dudes. Because Derek Fisher and Kurt Rambis probably never should have gotten hired anyway. If we're being honest, but I don't want to talk about the next anymore <laughs> because these these guys are just wow. I don't. All right, don't let's know. go. You want to you want to bring it up the uh, northeast corridor, take the Amtrak all the way up to the, the New England. Uh, yeah. um, give me one second because I've just been like, uh, uh, it's getting kind of cold. I want to put some actual clothes on. It's getting kind of cold. Um, <laughs> I took a shower and I've just been like wearing boxers, but like. Just been free balling it this whole time. <laughs> no, 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 I respect it. <laughs> I let my nuts hang. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your show opener. <laughs> okay, I'm good. And uh, now we take it to um, the land of clam chowder, the Red Sox, and racism. Ah, uh, yes, the Bean Town Bozos. Um, all right. We're about 10 games, and every team's pretty much played about 10 games so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtics have the best record in the league, 8-1. and one. Are, they, are they? But they did just lose Gordon Hayward uh, probably about six weeks with that broken hand. That's tough, man. That's it is, because he was, he was reverting back to, you know, yeah, you know good, jazz days. Jazz, you know, your, your daughter's going to be home when I get her home, Gordon Hayward. Um <laughs> But uh, it's a tough break. God, actually, I'm actually a Gordon Hayward fan, even though he plays for the Celtics. I, I like Gordon. But are they legit? Are are they legit as a uh, not only just a contender in the East? Because I think we all know that they're going to be a playoff team. But are they a legit top two or three? Or is it still? Or is the, is the jury still out? Is it still too early? Jury's still out. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit too early to tell, but the one thing I will say is that they got the right player for their system for as much as I love Kyrie. And I'm on the record saying that, yo, Kyrie is one of the biggest game changers of like our generation, but to insert Kemba where Kyrie was and the chemistry between him, Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum is looking better, like great in year three. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, kind of to what everybody was expecting last year, but I think now He's getting the touch, the touch that he needs, and and all of that. And if you just look and see and see like how how they've been playing, like uh, even the game that they had against the Mavericks, like the other day, like they like they really was hooping. No, I mean they definitely were. I mean, granted, the refs that game sucked, and yeah, um, but the refs the always Mavs, sucked. Though. Yeah, the, the <laughs> so, refs been terrible. Mavericks were playing all right, but like they've been figuring it out. But that's why also I feel like it's still too early to tell. Just because I do think that, like we've spoken about at length, Kemba's a better guard for the Brad season system. But yeah. I feel like right now they're getting more out of these pieces than anticipated. I don't, I mean, the jury's still out of fucking Jalen Brown. We don't know what Jalen Brown we're going to get. Yeah, that's a fact. He's, he's two different players. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking Jameis. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't really know what's going on. And I feel like they're getting a lot out of like these random players. Which you know, I, good coaches tend to do that, especially when they have good systems. But um, I just don't really believe, and I also just feel like they're too, like green. Like I feel like come playoff time, Kemba's gonna be balling, 
think Gordon Hayward's going to be balling because he had the bad playoffs with the Jazz and then cleaned it up towards the end of that series. But um, I don't, and I think Marcus Parks is going to play. Well. I don't know how much I trust everyone else. And um, Jason Tatum is still looking shaky. Yeah. Like, I, I, didn't he go? I mean, he went. Did he go one for eighteen the other night though? The, against the Magic. I know. It was, I know it's a, a random, you know, random rare occurrence. He's never yeah. going to go one of eighteen, but. It's, I mean, he had a bad. He had a, he had a bad. Yeah, that's game. what I'm saying. He had a bad game. He, yeah. he shows. He to me, he shows more than Jalen Brown does. That's my. Still, that's yeah. my. Yeah. That's that's my whole thing, bro. His his rookie year is better than Jalen Brown's entire body of work. Yeah, that's what I was, I, I've always been under the notion that Jalen Brown's a player. He's he's never lived up to the number three overall pick. I don't that's think he was. At, that's why, like, even I was at that draft and I was they sell this picture. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I didn't even hear about like. I really didn't even hear much about Jalen Brown leading up to the draft. Uh, he's what he is. He's I, I honestly think he, he's just going to be an above average uh, wing that'll lock down on defense and will get you a couple buckets in transition and maybe one or two in the in the half court set. But people were really comparing him to like Kawhi and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, y'all are big bugging. I'm trying to think of what right now. Like it's he's I mean to me he was always marketed to someone who's potential to be a three and D wing, like if anything like marketed as a Trevor Ariza type with more athleticism, but it's just not turning out that way, man. I don't I don't know what it is. I will say shout out to Marcus Smart who I feel like has really worked on his three point shot and getting that way more yes. consistent. Yep. He's mm-hmm. been playing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Marcus Smart. I just hate him flopping. I hate especially like I've been saying this forever. I hate when big ass players flop. The boy came out of college built like a fucking running back. Like yeah, he's, he's too big to be doing yeah, that. He's too big to be flopping all over the place. Especially when he's like a good defender and he plays hard and he has all the like the characteristics of players that I enjoy watching. But it's like don't don't be a bitch about it. I see that with Joel Embiid too, which is like yeah. you know what's weird? I've and I guess keeping it in the in the East, uh I've started to not like Joel Embiid. And I was a big Joel Embiid fan, like when I was still at Temple and then like yeah. kind of but like last year, and like playoffs aside, right? Like that really didn't have much to do with it. But like the more I look at, it, I can see why people don't like Joel Embiid, and I can see why people don't like like Sixers fans are creeping up into that that category of like really like hated. Like when I remember when everybody had like sympathy for Sixers fans like a few years ago, because like you know during the process. Now it's like they they walk around with this air fans. They walk around with like this air of self confidence, like they've they've achieved something, and it's like, oh, the best you've done is got to a, uh, the second round. But but the way they 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 go about it is like you know they're world champions already. The way they talk about Simmons, the way they talk about Embiid, I'm like, yo, oh, no, gotta relax a little bit there, man. Yo, I guess somebody that. sent me something, and yeah, y'all don't think I'm crazy for it, but somebody said that right now. And this I'm talking about right now, and this is Ben Ben Simmons injury aside, that Siakam has been playing better than Ben Simmons. And it kind of like in my it's like true. it sounds it sounds so crazy. No, but it doesn't. just for this, just for this. Well, to uh, to most NBA fans, like what? Like Ben Simmons, the All Star Ben Simmons, like nah. But like Siakam has been like on some shit, really. If you think about it, and even so, it's like Ben Simmons. He still don't shoot. Like like. The only thing that Ben Simmons has over, I'll say, I'll, I'll give him two things that Ben Simmons has over Siakam is like court vision, like his passing ability and his athleticism. 
agree. I think Siakam. I think Siakam's like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think the their ability to get to the rim and finish is pretty even at this point. I think Siakam's really good at that, and Siakam's a better shooter. But Siakam this year, man, he's been he's been on a different type of. He's time. gonna like, he, he's gonna win most improved player again, which is crazy because he went from averaging I think what like seven points a game two years ago to seventeen last year. He's gonna be averaging upwards of twenty five this year, and it's it, it's it's gonna be wild. He's he's yeah. bordering on like his play right now. If he keeps this up for the whole year, he's bordering on top twenty, top fifteen player in the league like type status. Absolutely. And honestly, if Ben Simmons can shoot, that's where he would be too. But he can't, and he won't. But you know who's made strides to, and it's what's crazy. He hasn't even made strides. Like we saw all the, you saw the videos over the summer, right? And you saw Sixers fans literally coming. Oh, you guys don't even know. See, he's making threes. He hasn't made one yet. He, if you look at his shot chart on the year, he almost refuses to shoot outside the paint in general, even mid range. You got to shoot him. You got to keep them honest. Even if they don't go in, you have to shoot them. Look at, look, look at Giannis. Giannis actually is making strides and attempts to shoot three. I mean, in the, uh, the Clippers game, I saw him pull up twice right. on a fast break in, uh, or in, in transition and, and knock down a three. He actually shoots like you. He's getting to the point where like you might actually have to put a hand up on him. With Simmons, I'll literally just say you can just stand in the paint. What? What are you scared of? He's not gonna. He's not gonna shoot it, bro. Literally, like they're guarding Ben Simmons, like how they guarded Rondo when he was on the Celtics. And this is supposed to be a small forward. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, there's zero, zero excuse for a player of his caliber to not even be attempting these shots. Like, fuck, he did, honestly, he doesn't really have an excuse to not, to not being able to shoot them. You have, you have everything at your disposal to work on your jump shot, to get better at your jump shot, and build your confidence up about your jump shot. Everything. Literally everything at your disposal. And I, like, I I think that the fact that he got that max gives him more reason to not fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. We had this argument before. Ben Simmons isn't a max player. You're you're giving him max off the of potential. And granted, sometimes you can do that. But in this situation where he hasn't really shown like, yeah, he's shown he's a great player. But if you can shut him down by just staying near the fucking paint, how can you justify giving that man max money? Yeah, like am I like he's like he get it's getting to the point now where it's like I like you gotta you, who's the best the best player on the, on the Sixers in my opinion is Joel Embiid yeah. and rightfully so because he'll give you every he gives you all star stuff on both offense and defense he can even though he's not good at shooting threes he'll at least shoot he'll shoot them like I saw him shoot literally shoot. ten threes in a game before and he made like two of them at least he'll shoot it his pump fake is atrocious I don't know why people keep biting on it but they do and he gets to the foul line right he can in his sleep average about 19 and 10 in his sleep uh there's games where Simmons will probably only score like nine points yeah he'll have a triple double he might have like 12 rebounds and 10 assists but I mean then that That's just makes him a light that just numbers. makes him that just makes him a light skinned Draymond Green that isn't as versatile on defense. But you also gotta think, I mean, that, I, that, think of, I, I think part of the worst shooter than Draymond Green. 
part of the reason why they give Tobias all that money is probably so that he can fill that role as a shot creator from else, from in the perimeter. I don't give and, a fuck. Bro, I mean, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but even even so, it's like, yo, Tobias really is supposed to be that caliber of player. Like, before he got traded, like, he was debatably an all-star in the West on the Clippers. I just think that Ben Simmons is like, yo, they wouldn't even have needed Tobias if he if he had an outside shot. It's one of those things that's just like, yo, he's going to have to just do it. If he doesn't if he doesn't develop that, he'll never take that next level in, in his game. And the Sixers will always be that team that gets bounced in the second round or they'll be the in, fucking, or shit. They'll even, be the, the New Raptors. Raptors. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I, I mean it's if 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 he's not making his shots, right? If Tobias isn't making his threes, that's why I thought the loss of JJ Redick was so huge. And uh I don't know if you guys have seen the the guy uh Forkon Corkmus. He's actually stepped up shooting threes yeah. for them. Um but that's why like going into the season, you look at their roster and you're like, all right. Joel Embiid, he'll shoot the threes. Ben won't. Tobias will. Josh Richardson will. You know, Korkmaz will. But, like, then you go to your be- the bench, and it's like, all right. I mean, I can't really rely on Mike Scott to make threes consistently for me. You know, th- th- there's there's no shooting. And in, in, in a league where you need shooting. Al Horford's there. <laughs> okay. Well, he actually was out. He's actually out tonight with low management. You know, he just needed some rest. You know, yeah. And they barely and they barely got past the the Cavs. Yeah, they only beat the Cavs by a point. Hey man, the I Cavs mean, are scrappy. There's a lot of scrappy teams in the league this year. My son, my son Colin, Sex, my, my son Colin Sexton been putting in work. But going Is back to what a... I was saying before, but well, <laughs> hold on, just what was you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask real quick. Is there any team aside from the Knicks that's not like that's bad that isn't scrappy? Like I feel like the Bulls are scrappy. I've seen them play a few the times. The were scrappy in the beginning. Yeah, Wait. now we're just well yeah. going back to we'll touch on the Knicks really, really quick. The Knicks are only like a few possessions away from having three more wins. They lost to the Nets on a Kyrie shot, right? Mm-hmm. Lost to the Celtics on a Kyrie shot. They had the lead on the Spurs in the fourth quarter in the first game of the season. Um, uh, yep. Like the problem they, with the Knicks is Marcus Morris is their leading scorer. Uh, step back, Morris. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Like I I told somebody else, man, the Knicks, a lot of these dudes, they get ready to go to their next team. Talking about, what's it called? Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis. That's why they're on that Mm two-year. That's what I'm saying. They all get ready for the next team. They just trying to show that they they got something left to give somebody somebody else. So... That's my that's my thing with the Knicks. Why are we talking about the Knicks? Why? Why? Sorry. Why? Why? Sorry. Why? Why? Yeah, Lord, Jesus. All right. Uh, all right. Let's bring it out west. Uh, the yeah. Lake Show. Yes, yes. Well, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a fact. They're the real deal. Anyone, anyone again tonight? And they're still and, figuring it out. And they're the real deal. Yep. Yeah. Lakers looking good. Yeah. About to say. I mean. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it really to say? Like, yeah, they're good. So I mean, it's kind of what that's kind of that's kind of that's 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 honestly what we expected. Yeah, yeah. They been less. I mean, would have been. They, who was the only other team they lost to? Was it the, the Clippers? Oh, no, um, the Clippers and the uh, the Raptors. Because my son Siakam was killing these niggas. Yo, did you, speaking of Siakam and and and, and the Lakers, do you see when he was matched up on Ku, when Kuz was matched up on Siakam? Siakam went seven for seven. Yeah, um, they're playing great. The Raptors are a better team than we've given them credit for. Um, even though I, st- I don't feel like the Lakers just were stepping up enough. They were probably like, yeah, we're on this big win streak and just wanted to coast again. But um, 
Yeah, bro. JT, as you're saying, like, I'm not surprised because Kyle Kuzma is a, a, like, you know, he's a, your favorite, um, a wet floor sign. <laughs> like, and that's and that's basically what it's been like. And that's that's someone who it's like, yo, um, defense is an effort thing. You can be a solid defender off of effort. Not a good defender, but a solid defender off of effort alone. All you got to do is try. That's that's pretty much it. And Jeff Van Gundy always talks about it in the playoffs. And it's like, that's that's what it is. It's you have to, you got to put forth the effort and you can be a solid defender because you're just making the shots as difficult as possible. But Kuzma, and he has all the tools to do it. He's athletic. He's tall. But I, I, I don't know. Dwight needs to just teach him how to move his feet or some shit. But yeah, Siakam, Siakam, nice son. What's not spicy P? That's the first player. Like, it's a player with a good nickname who's good, bro. Yeah, spicy. Yeah, bro. What do you mean what a good? Wait, what, what do you mean a good nickname? There's been a lot of good nicknames of good players. Go on. Like the Joker. Yes, that's one. See, um, cat. That's, that's does that does that count? Nickname. Oh no, it doesn't count. Cad, Cad, Cad don't count. Don't count. It doesn't count. He's... Is it because it's just his initials? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else? Who else? Is... Who else is in the league? Dang, I don't know a lot of nicknames. Hmm. Claw. The claw. Yeah. Uh, the brow, the beard, nah, Brody. Those are whack. Nah, the, the bro, the Brody. Bro, the brow is the bread. The brow. Is I don't bad. understand. I don't understand Brody. I never got. I don't it. know either, but I fuck with it. But, but the brow <laughs> and the beard are whack. Really? Of all of them, you fuck with the. I, you fuck with the. I don't know. I don't really like Brody. I don't understand. It's it's provocative. It's provocative. The people going exactly. It gets, <laughs> nobody yeah, knows what it means, right. but it gets the people right. going, just all like right. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, nah. The beard is ass, but this is like that's. Oh, so what a uh, Dame Dollar. <sighs> that doesn't count. That's his rap name. All right, well, it's still not I'm his real name. I'm a mad at it, but I still don't think it's like. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's like a good. It's not as good as like Spicy P or Joker. Yeah, those are like mm. pro, those. Those are top tier nicknames. Honestly, the the Ninja other top tier nickname is the fucking is Katie's one that he doesn't want. Durantula. Oh, no, Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper, Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper is so is tough. fire. Yeah, the he first need, time he... I heard that, are like, "Are you kidding me?" And he don't want it. That's crazy. What a waste of a good nickname. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they got a lot of uh, other ones. Can't think. I'm trying. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really trying to say, "Oh, Greek Freak." What about Giannis? Oh, yeah, Greek Freak. That's good. But think yeah. about how many the like, good nicknames. Like that's four. Oh, what about White Dante? Come on, I that love has, White Dante. That's White Dante. Yeah, White Dante's good, but we can't. We don't know how good he is yet. True. He's a solid player. We don't know how good he is. It's like oh, fucking. Nah, time out. Wait, no, we we forgot. Nope, we forgot about the best one, Uncle Sauce Drew. Cast. Yeah, Uncle Drew. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I put respect on Kyrie's joint. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Sauce Castillo was was a legendary one. Ooh, Sauce so, Castillo. Oh, yes, yeah, that's a fact. Shout out my son. Um, Nick Stauskas. Yeah, Nick Stauskas. Facts. From Michigan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fra- well, Frank, Frank the Tank. <laughs> Let's see. 
No, nah, see, Paul Paul George had a had a fire one, except that he got fried by Joe Ingles, so he can't get called playoff. <laughs> Oh no! I thought I, mean, I thought it was just PG thirteen. PG thirteen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he no, no, no. He he was calling himself Playoff P. Remember two years ago? You can't get getting... yourself a nickname. Oh. Yeah, it can't be self given. And plus, my man is terrible in the. No, he's not terrible in the playoffs. He was terrible. bad that one. He was bad that one year. Don't discredit those paces. No, I said I didn't say playoffs. I said clutch. Oh. I can't. Oh, in the clutch. Oh, yeah. Did you see? I think he was shooting like like one of like thirteen or something like that, and like game winning shots. Remember, like, <laughs> I think we might have to actually maybe next week we can we can sit and rank rank these nicknames and and, All right, and have, that'd be fun. Uh, I mean, is there since we got super off track with nicknames and shit? Is there any other uh, big basketball stuff you want to talk about? Uh, only, thing, only only uh, other thing that is I guess worth talking about is this whole conspiracy about load management. Mm. And and you know it's crazy because like. The league is is really on the Clippers about it because the because uh you know a couple of years ago how Kawhi was hurt you know he felt like the the training staff on the Spurs mismanaged kind of how um you know kind of like how he does because he felt like he was hurt and you know they was trying to make him play so I think mm-hmm. that's why they're so like he's so consistent about this load management and like you know kind of thing and like apparently the Clippers got fined. Couple couple G's because I said couple G's fifty G's actually. I mean it's nothing to an NBA team, but because of like inconsistent like comments with like the rest and like whether he was like actually on the injury report. What, what's y'all take on it before I, I I get into it? That's just the scenario. I mean, at first I thought it was gonna be more so about um when they were cracking down on like healthy shit like that where they were um doing um when they were getting on the Spurs and shit for like sitting all their big name players and they didn't need to and it's like fans paying for money and shit like that we were saying makes way more sense yeah i mean i i'm all about like the players with that because no one knows your body more than that but at the same time it can definitely be taken advantage of so i do think it's something that's more case by case depending on the type of player and your situation but um i don't know like i feel like wasn't he like a healthy scratch anyway like it's just it's just an issue where it's like it's so case by case. To me, is to me, it's very dicey. But the problem is, is that like, and and that's why it's it's good that collective bargaining agreements gets get worked out every you know x amount of time. Because the problem was is that a few years ago, like the because as you can see, like with the league, it's like the league every year is starting earlier and earlier. I don't know if y'all have been following that trend. But the reason why they do that is so that they have less games per week. That way they're not playing like back to back to backs and like, you know, back like limiting the amount of back to back games they have because, you know, it, it starts to take a toll on you. You know, it's an 82 game mm-hmm. season through from from October all the way until June. You know, it's a they just need to shorten the season. I mean, yeah, but that that they will be losing money. So the owners would never go for that. And if mm-hmm. the owners are losing money, that means the players are gonna be losing money. So that, that like that's just what it, what it comes down to at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Same thing, same thing in the NFL. The same reason why you know the owners want to extend the season is because they want to make more money, but it's just unsafe, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But back to yeah. back to the whole thing about load management. I mean, I I do think that in an eighty-two game season, it's tough to play all eighty-two games. Like, there's really not a lot of juggernauts out there that really are going to play. Every like I probably name on my hand 
the amount of players within the past five years that have played in all eight played and started in all 82 games, you know, and carrying their teams like been LeBron, like LeBron did it. Russell, Russell Westbrook did it, you know, but honestly, off the top of my head, I guess probably that's, those are really the only two that I can name, you know? Um, yeah. And even last, last season, like Kawhi did this, did this quite frequently. And I mean, I don't really have a problem with it, but where I, where it becomes a problem is that like, yo, if you're a fan and the the Clippers are coming into town and then you find out Kawhi is resting that night because I, they're playing the Knicks, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's unfortunate. It kind of takes away from the game because, you know, the way that the NBA season is, is it's like you play everybody at least twice, but you only get one home game at, you know, another like East, East West type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what I'm, so, and I remember this being like a big issue before. And right. it's like you have, like, you got to think, there's people, some people, it's like, oh, this is the only NBA game I've ever been to, save with us money, you know, that stuff. And they go and then they don't get to see the players that they're really going to see. So um, I think it's part of it. And that's why I said, like, it's so case by case because in a player like Kawhi, like, I don't think there was a point last year where he was ever really healthy. So, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you see that, but then there's also people who would be like, like fucking Eddie Curry or some shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I'm, oh no, I'm hurt. Can't play. I'm going to just sit here forever. But aren't, um, aren't, uh, what, what are, what are coaches judged on in the league? Wins, right? Uh, yeah. yeah about to say wins, wins and losses, losses, right? Uh, do you think Doc Rivers cares that little Timmy is attending his first basketball game? I don't know. And I think it's, I think it's the fuck the problem with the problem with the whole, with this whole thing is, is is capitalism, which is understandable. They want, it's all about money. Right. But at the same time, if resting my star, let's say if, if resting Kawhi 10 games out of the season means that I will have a full hundred percent Kawhi Leonard for the playoff run, then sign me up 10 times out of 10, because I'm sure the fans in Toronto, right. Last year when Kawhi sat, we're okay with it because it brought them a championship. And I'm sure Clippers fans this year will be okay with Kawhi and then probably eventually Paul George sitting for load management if it means they're getting a championship. I yeah. think the, the 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 load management only comes into play when it's not fans of the team, but fans of the player. And I think that's what the NBA is nowadays. I think back in the day, there were a lot more fans of teams. Now it's because players are such a global brand and it's all this like the players the commodity not the team it is a lot you see a lot more people that are just focused on oh steph curry is my favorite player so i'm only going to go to the game to see steph curry i could give two craps about the warriors right or i'm only going to see lebron james i'm only going to see james harden you know oh, oh no they're not playing okay well you didn't pay the on the ticket stub it doesn't say you know sacramento kings versus the Houston James Hardens. It says Sacramento Kings versus the Houston Rockets. James Harden is part of the Rockets team, right? So, I mean, if, if it's in the team's best interest, right, for the season, because you have to look at it, 82 games then for the playoffs, if resting my star today, right, means I can have him healthy for maybe a bigger game down the stretch, then why not? If I got to play Sacramento, but I know I have on, on, on Tuesday, but I know I have the Lakers and then the Warriors back to back on Thursday and Friday, I'm going to sit James Harden because why do I need him for this game when I have two more important games to play? I understand from the, I understand from the premise of the fan, but like it's a, it, the coaches are in a business too of winning and losing. Yeah. Facts. 
Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And I think from um yeah, like if you know anything about running a team or anything about sports in general, that's pretty much it. Um I was about to say like I, I I definitely I definitely see it from both sides, you know, because from a business perspective, it's like I'm sure that the the, the owners know that they're going to make their money regardless, because most of the money that they make is not even from ticket sales anyway. So it's not that's not you know what's really affecting their pockets. And I know coach is not going to care if it's put in there, um, you know, if it's going to save save for the playoffs. I just see it on both ends, you know, but. I do. I am more in favor of the players, especially because like this, it's such a long season in basketball. It's such like a unique sport where it's very physically taxing on the body. And you know, people don't really talk about it, but even in baseball, you know, players will get uh, so many like so it's like so many off days. And it, baseball is probably like the longest season, but you do, you also play so many games in a short amount of time. Um, Bro, any sport where you can play two games in one day is stupid. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like, you know, for the fact that for the fact that matters, you, you, if it's a double header, you know, Aaron Judge plays in the first one, but doesn't play in the second one. It's like, all right, well, nobody's really looking that off because it's 162 games in the season. So I don't know yeah. as long. But but I but what I will say is this, if say on Christmas, Doc Rivers decided, all right, well, you know, we're going to rest Kawhi today. I feel like that will put the league more in the uproar rather than on any given Tuesday night game against, you know, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, definitely, you know, televised games and shit like that, naturally televised games. But even the other day, they, I, I think Kawhi got rest on uh, on a nationally televised game, and I think that's why it was such a big deal because I feel like that was affecting the league's pockets. Well, that's, that, 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 then, it, then it comes into the problem where you, they, the league doesn't care about the players the league just cares about itself and, is which is weird because right. no but i know but it, but the, the the nba stretches being such a players league and a progressive league but yeah i mean at the end of the day it comes down to dollars and cents and absolutely which, which, which is unfortunate but thank like i said cba every yeah. 10 year 10 or so years I'm already getting. I'm already mentally preparing myself for the lockout that's going to happen in the NFL. I don't think there will be one for the M- NBA, but there's definitely going to be one for the NFL. Remember yeah, definitely. All right, I think um, that should be it for sports. Yeah, I think so. Um, and with that, we do have anime book club, and we got part one of our new series. That time I got reincarnated as a slime, and we did episodes one through three. Spoilers ahead. So, quick recap. Um, I mean, the, I'm not going to really go through episode by episode because the first two were mostly just set up. But um, it's pretty much uh, this dude, you know, regular guy, 37 year old, regular job. He's like, yeah, you know, everything's pretty normal. Just had a girlfriend or whatever. Um, gets stabbed defending, like, you know, kind of a guy who works under him at his job. As he's dying, he's starting to wishing he has some regrets and is just wishing for all these things, things he did differently, and like if he didn't have to feel this or whatever. And um, basically, all of a sudden, he's like, "What am I dead?" Thinks he's in like some kind of limbo type state. And then next thing you know, he's in a cave, and it turns out he's not a human anymore. He is a slime. Goes through this cave, uh, literally just trying to figure out thing around him, trying to figure out what he is what what is this world he's in how things work how his new body works and um while in the cave he stumbles upon a dragon 
Um, yes, this show does not make any sense so far, um, but that's okay. <laughs> so he um, ends up being friends with Dragon and turns out Dragon was sealed there. He learns a little bit about the world. There's magic. There's other people brought in from an outside world like him. Um, there's mages, as we found out. There's dragons. There's monsters. So this dragon was a um, super elite level monster and was sealed away 300 years ago. So after becoming friends with him, he decides, um, let's try and figure out a way to unseal him. And using all these powers that he accidentally created for himself, which um, tend to be pretty useful, he, uh, he sets out on this adventure to um, go and you know, figure out how to break the seal and see if he could find more people like him. Um, in that time, he stumbled across some goblins because what he does is actually he swallows the dragon so he can analyze whatever the dragon knows. Um, my son... Um, what, what the fuck is the name? The dragon or the or the, the dragon? Oh, Veldera. There we go. Yeah. Um, swallows Veldera and basically gains like his power. Um, anything he swallows, he can analyze it, break it down, mimic it, and then also gain whatever abilities it has. So that caused him to have a super intense aura, which caused some uh some some goblins to to find him. Because they need some help. Because with Veldora's uh, disappearance, um, shit got wild in the forest. Because everyone's out here like, oh, boss is gone. Crime Lord's gone. Everyone needs to scramble for the turf. So that's kind of what's going on. And basically he ends up uh, helping these goblins and gaining some allegiance. Accidentally becoming their leader. And then at the end of the uh, third episode, he ends up uh, taking over the... Uh, I mean, um, bringing these direwolves on their side as well. Um, I'll definitely go into a little more than the intricate details of the thing it is as we go through it a little bit more. But um, let me hear how you guys first thoughts. I know you guys had some strong opinions. All right. So, yeah, I'll just get right into it. So I was watching the first, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, I was so <laughs> confused. Nothing made sense. And basically the way that John explained it at first is that, like, yeah, none of this made sense because it's literally a dude, wake, like, you know, random day I'm thinking it's going to be about some other shit. Dude gets stabbed, he's a slime. Like literally, it's like what? Like how does this, like how does this but even make sense? Make sure to put my my hard drive in the bathtub. Right, right exactly. I mean, yeah, that was that was weird as shit too. But you know how you know how that should be. Relatable. Oh, fucking, um, relatable. Was, yeah, <laughs> relatable. Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Justin. If you ever die, make sure you delete your history and all your bookmarks. But um, let's just uh, please delete the bookmarks out of my Twitter, please. If anything. <laughs> I don't care about the, the 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 computer and the phone because like, you know, Google uh, what's what's the incognito browser? But God, mm -hmm. if I die, please don't let anybody get to my bookmarks on Twitter, bro. I really gotta see your fucking bookmarks, bro. No, I, I promise you, John. I, I promise you, I John. Don't, I don't want. I don't want to see them damn bookmarks. I'm yeah. just I'm curious at this point. <laughs> so like, my man's basically. He learned all all of these abilities, and these abilities was like pretty pretty dope because he was. Yeah. So because for for y'all that haven't seen, well, y'all probably have seen it because spoilers, duh. But um, so y'all can see that he has a, the predator ability where he can like just go on top of things and kind of like swallow it and analyze it, or and and basically like store it inside of him as well. Yo, right, and that's what he did with the dragon, but more so for the purpose of this. Like he was able to, you know, learn like learn mad new abilities just off of like swallowing like the the serpent, the tarantula, yeah, whatever he stuff. defeated. Yes, exactly. 
and that was dope because it was it was like he learned mad new new stuff. So basically, he's like Ultron from from the Avengers, and he's just like consistently mm. learning like these these new abilities. He's and like he Kirby. Just, yeah, actually, yeah, Kirby's probably even a better a better one. Yeah, he just doesn't like, look like them. Yeah, well, he, he can look, look like them, but yeah, right. But he is small and a little cute, and is it's pretty it was pretty fire. Like as as he got along, especially when he got to the part of when they got into the Goblin Village, and my man's really just body the one direwolf, and he just united a neighborhood just off of the strength. Like, oh yeah, like they were shook. It, yeah, right. And he's a and he's a slime. Like they knew his strength off rip because they sensed his aura. And I don't know whether they didn't specify whether or not that's because he swallowed the dragon or whether or not because of all of everything that he defeated and the abilities that he acquired. I feel but, like it's because of um Veldoris. Yeah. Just, but then he was able to like control it and put it back inside of him. So I don't know if it mm-hmm. if it was because of the dragon or not. Maybe. So yeah. But I thought oh, that yeah. was, that was that was pretty dope. Like especially when he when he bodied the one direwolf with the with the with the strings and that he hit them with that water blade shit. Oh yeah, the water blade. Dang. My son, my son. The first time he used it, he was like, "Yo, this this shit's kind of op." And like yeah, when he was going yeah, through yeah. the cave, he was out here. He was like, "Yo, like I gotta watch when I use these abilities. This shit's like kind of brolic." Um, I just think it's funny because when he was dying and he was seeing all this stuff and it was like, "Oh man, like it, it's hot, like it burns," and he goes, "Oh, I'm just starting to get cold." And it was like, "All right, well you got." cold resistance and heat resistance like all this shit he's developing all these powers and i feel like it was funny because it was like the only way to get all of the resistances that he had in, in his head by you know that he wasn't constantly thinking of but it's like thermal resistance you can't be cut no blood like all that stuff and it was like well the only thing they can really do that is a slime there's no blood there's no feeling <laughs> there's no nerves it's just right. there so um yeah i just think it's such a random concept going a little more into it um you definitely the world the setting uh i, I do think this does a good job uh showing like I, the to me a good sign of a series is when they do a good job establishing the world and the setting early so you don't really have to think too much about it and then obviously they'll give more details as the story progresses but at least you understand like what like what the character is dealing with to that extent so you yeah. know that he's in this forest. You know that the world, it's, it's you know, your typical fantasy world, mages, monsters, magic, you know, demi-humans. Well, I don't know about demi-humans yet, but, like, different species. Like, there's dwarves and shit. We find out at the end of the third episode. There's goblins, like, all that type of stuff. And then, like he said, it's it's like a game. And um, he got some really good abilities to start out with. So he got that uh, that booster pack. He, he pre-ordered the shit. And, um got some good stuff early yeah that's a fact and then he started getting all these extra abilities and that's fire like how like wait like when he's getting like the water abilities and shit he was able to like basically manipulate water to be able to do that the the, the water blade shit because he was because he could like float on water and like absorb the water it was it was pretty dope mm-hmm. it was basically that awesome avatar shit yeah yeah no it's one of the things that um it still intrigues me now. And I remember when I first watched it, I was uh, looking it up too, where it's just like the um the idea behind the naming the monsters and stuff, understanding the magic tools and all that shit. So in um episode three, after he unites the village, he goes, Oh, like, I don't mean I, none of you guys have names, so I don't really know what to call you and it's kinda hard to discern you guys without names or whatever. So he just goes, Oh yeah, I'll just give you names and everyone's like, Oh my god, really? Because he didn't really understand the magnitude of it. 
But apparently in this world, giving names to monsters is a really big deal because it's like you're sharing some of the magic with um, them, like some of your magic with them, and then it also helps them like upgrade and like uh, evolve. So um, that was a cool thing. And then as watching it again, I didn't realize, but when he gets his name from Veldora, the same thing happens to him. Yeah. So that like yellow shit and he like was like, oh, wow, I feel different, like all that shit. So um, that's been pretty cool. Like, I still just love how, like, ridiculously OP he is to start out. And he's just like, yo, yeah, I mean, he's smart. Shout out to this also being the first actual death of someone. Like, a, a real death that started out like that, where it's, like, in um, him going into the new world, where it's, like, with uh, ReZero, he just appeared there. And then in Konosuba, my son died of shock. Um. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Shout out to all the goblins. Him being like, I, I think the funny part to like aspects, he was like, Yeah, like I'm, I'm getting really lazy with these names and shit like that. And he's out here like, Yo, y'all clothes are kind of revealing, but I mean, it's cool though. But maybe, you know, it, it shouldn't be too wild. Very sensible as a leader, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's interesting. It's it sending a, a good dynamic early, I feel like, just because um, obviously. There's room for character development because, you know, he learns all these new abilities. Well, I see it's a slime. The slime learns all the new abilities. I mean, he was a guy before he died. Well, he was a guy, but like now he's a slime. I don't really know what he is right now (laughs) because he's reincarnated as a slime. And I'm trying to, you know, respect the pronouns and shit. (laughs) So for for the purpose of the conversation, I'm just going to call the slime an it. So, yeah. So it basically... um, you know, got mad room, got mad room to grow and shit. So I fuck with it, honestly. At first, I was very weirded out by the shit, and I was, I did not know what direction it was going in, but I like the direction that it's going. Yeah, JT, what you, what you got? You've been kind of quiet over. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still. Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the fence with. Uh, it. I just gotta see how it plays out. First episode, I was like, "Oh, this is some nonsense." Second episode, I was like, "Eh, it still looks like a little bit of some nonsense." Third episode, I liked it a little bit, a lot, a lot better. Uh, I liked the uh, the blade cut, how he sliced up old dude's uh, head when he caught him in the webs. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "That's kind of that's kind of fire." Um, word. He was like, "I'm your god now. Bow to me, doggies." And they did. Like, please run away. Right. <laughs> I thought I thought they was about to, to to vex him. I was like, dang, that's crazy. But no, and he how he was able to like get them all to like coexist together was pretty cool. Um I thought it was funny how like he goes to sleep for three days, it wakes up and everybody's just mad brolic. Except for um except Gobta. for Gob Gobta. And I'm like, yo, why why <laughs> Gobta the only one that didn't get leveled up? But so Gopta did level up. He just looked the same. He just hella doofy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um uh what else? Yeah, is man I mean, it's man funny. He was like, Oh yeah, your clothes are mad revealing. I'm like, Okay. And you did this. You didn't have to do this. This is your fault. Right. Um level, level he really leveled up all the like, goblins, like, the hobgoblins. And then the the, so. the 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 female goblins to goblinas. I didn't understand yeah. that. Yeah, that's a, that's a new I, thing. I, I was like, so I, I thought every I thought everybody was just gonna leveled up to hobgoblins, like, and then he gave him rules, and that was kind of cool because his rules were pretty simple. Just his rules were actually like really really good. Just like right? don't yeah. treat others bad, don't fight with amongst your brothers, 
and don't you know pick fights with humans yeah. <laughs> Yo, I love I love how the how how his right hand um what what's the name of the elder um uh, Rigard Rigard yeah Rigard Rigard yeah I like <laughs> I like I like how when when homeboy asked him like oh why humans and then Rigard was like oh it's like don't speak to him like that and he's like nah yeah. nah like nah because I fuck with humans that's it yeah and he was like oh I understand now. <laughs> Yo, what threw me off is that, like, yo, so obviously, like, this is a completely subbed anime, so there's, like, no dubs or nothing uh, of, like, anything English. And then, like, when the when the adventurers, I guess, was coming into the cave, and then, like, the 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 slime has said, has said something along the lines of, like, oh, well, I don't even understand English, so I gotta, like, you know, figure it out. And then they had, like, the thing that, like, translated it for them. And maybe look, look, listen back because I'm like, wait, did they just say something in English? And they did as didn't. That's why I was like, okay, that fucked me up, but I'm I'm good now. Mm-hmm. Random, random random side piece. Like this is something I was like really keyed into. Yeah, um, I I think that in uh, you definitely see that in, in multiple animes where it's like, why is why is it like that? You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh yeah, I'm speaking in English. Like in Death Note, it's like that too. And I'm watching Death Note. Um. Where it's like, oh yeah, like they all take English classes, but it's all subbed regardless. Right. Ha 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 ha. Why did his voice change? That that that's also oh, been pissing me off. Slime? Yeah, that I don't know why it pisses me off, but it does. <laughs> all right, angry. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it just not even like on an angry thing. It's just like his voice was different as a human. He gets reincarnated. So why is his voice different, like, as a slime? And it's mad high pitch. Like, everybody else's voice is kind of deep. But his is just mad high pitch. I don't get that. And are they going to explain the video game stuff? I hope they do. <laughs> There's just a lot going on. I don't know. It's just, you know what it is? It's because most animes, I mean, the two that we've watched so far, and then ones that I've watched on my own, it just has a lot of, you know, to do with, you know, human stuff and people doing, you know, stuff with four legs, not four legs, but like, you know, two arms, two legs, uh, you know, mouth and nose, eyes, you know, human genitalia. And there's just, just this, this slime and he's just, you know, doing stuff and he's just, you know, swallowing JT's things whole. Some tentacles. That's what oh. I'm saying, man. Just, you know, JT, get, like, JT, so. you know, I, I didn't take you for the type to be a slimist and i will say on behalf of all the listeners and you know john and myself that you know we don't condone that any that that behavior against any people creed race religion or origin build the slime you're basically a bosa build the slime wall all right we need to drain drain the slime wow Wow. drain the slime oh that's so good make Anime great, make anime great again. Mega, wow. mega, 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 mega. Wow, 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 wow. And just like that, before it gets started. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That is so, that is oh, so funny. Man. Wait till they hear this at CBS. They're gonna be like, uh, Justin, you gonna a, get a yeah. call from HR. 
They're gonna be like, uh, Justin, we heard you say some comments uh, on your podcast. And you'd be like, what podcast? It'd be like, they're gonna play the clip. It's gonna be like, make anime great again. Drain the slime. All you're gonna hear is mega, 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 mega. You know what's great? You ever see that video of Jamal Adams from last year when he couldn't get into the Jets practice facility? <laughs> no, uh, wow. his key card didn't work. That's exactly that's what's gonna happen to me tomorrow. I'm gonna walk in with my badge, and it's gonna be like, nope. What happened? Oh yeah, you don't work here no more. Why? Right. <laughs> just they don't even say anything. They just they just play the clip. Oh my god! From the other side of the wall, like you're you trying to get buzzed in, and they're just like, "Whoa, why, why can't I get it?" Mega, 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 mega. <laughs> oh, that's right. Right. Well then, and then you know the the, the meme of SpongeBob where he just pointed and then he just like backs away, like. <laughs> I gotta show you how this it's gonna, it's gonna be the Mr. Krabs yeah. meme for me. <laughs> Shut up, um, Mr. Krabs meme. Nah, but tell me that wasn't clever though. <laughs> Make that anime great again. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I I hope. I mean, I, I like that I've been exposing you guys to a lot of new stuff, um, especially you, JT, because I think you're probably the least experienced anime out of the three of us, which is fine. I, that's part of part of the reason why I wanted to do this is to just kind of expose people at all different levels to new shit and then just different ways to look at it. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously the beginning episodes of Anime Book Club, the beginning parts are always a little easier and a little quicker just because um, it's not a, hot, a lot going on. It's usually set up um, with the exception of ReZero. <laughs> um, yeah, because that shit was set up <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's a fact. The Subaru is still dying Still dying, yeah, man. To, to the day, <laughs> to the day, day. <laughs> uh, shout out to God. Shout out Rem. Uh, oh, anime oh, comes actually this weekend. It is. Yeah, Friday, yeah, Saturday, should, Sunday. I, I'm gonna try and go on Saturday. I took it off. Really? I really yeah. should. I, re, I really should pull up like. Uh, I'm gonna pull up like Darby from Naruto. <laughs> oh, that's lit. Yeah, yeah you know, can we just all go as Cloud Ninja one, one, one year? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm always with it. Oh, it's lit. It's lit. I'm, I'm always with it. Bro, JT, they got the perfect shit from your anime con, bro. They have the stands like that that are set up. They have, like, some of the stalls and shit are, like, hentai stalls. They got oh, the body pillows. They got the mouse pads. You're all set, boy. All right, I don't know. I don't know what this the mouse pet thing is. That sounds kind of weird. But body pillows, I could use another body pillow. I like because body pillows pad. are comfortable. I never saw the mouse pads till the thing till I went to last year. So you I know, um, you know, oh, I know what the, the mouse pads are. Yeah, you know the mouse pads that'll have the grip for the wrist. Yeah, so they'll have two grips over the titties. Oh, it's titty. Oh, well, here we go. Now, <laughs> now we're playing with fire. Uh, <laughs> you want me to get you oh, one, man? Please don't. Oh, um, <laughs> Yo, imagine I just wanna... JT shows up to the office with the mouse pad of, like, <laughs> oh. of darkness. Justin. It's got to be darkness. Oh, my God. Actually, you know what? It's got, I'm, I, you know what? I'm about to go get my track suit right now. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm going dressed in super. It's going to be lit. Honestly, I feel like I feel like when and if I I make it to Anime Con, I'm really gonna pull up like uh, I'm a, I'm gonna do a Yu Yu Hakusho dedication. I'm gonna yeah, pull up it. like uh, maybe when I finish Bleach, I'm gonna get back into that. Bro, I'm trying to focus on one right now. You got, bro. Honestly, 
like it's good that we doing like the short anime shit. That way it's like, you know, keeps everybody engaged. But yo, for y'all that's listening, y'all gotta watch Yu Yu Hagu show. It's like the most to me, it's like one of the most essential ones to watch. Like there's there's three essential animes, I feel like. I think obviously Naruto, obviously Dragon Ball Z, but everybody, you know, whatever. My my opinion on Dragon Ball Z, I'm not about to get into that. But right after those two, bro, it's gotta be Yu Yu Hakusho, because that shit is like character development on everybody is crazy. The fight scenes is way before its time. That plot is crazy. Like, it's wow. And they have it subbed and dubbed for my niggas that don't like reading subtitles and shit. But, you know, it's and better. since it's, it's an old anime, the dub is actually good. Yeah, because yeah, you can't read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah. But the, the, the dub <laughs> on that is actually, is actually mad good. So... Like y'all illiterate. If I can, if I can pay attention, to the bottom of the screen while also looking at the, the anime titties, y'all can do it. <laughs> I promise you, y'all can do it. Wow, this is the, this is really the episode that's going to get me out the paint. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Your career, your career is done. My your career, your career my future done. rests on the editing skills of John. This is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's <laughs> I mean, oh. well, don't hold your breath. Oh, I won't. Trust me. I won't. <laughs> oh. Gentlemen. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, another great another great episode. Tune in. Make sure y'all follow us at uh Saratobi Sports on uh Instagram. And follow us on Twitter too, Saratobi Sports Pod. Um I think that's about it. Make sure y'all have a great week. Watch a lot of basketball and Talk to y'all soon. Yeah, follow me uh, at uh, at Offended Narwhal. Um, definitely check out the YouTube. I'm being a little bit better with that. I had to have a little bit more free time. Um, Try to get some stuff done. But uh, also go check out uh, JT's rant from last week if you missed it. Or if you just want to listen to that quality content again, definitely share that everywhere. Go go tag a Jets fan um, so they can experience the uh, the struggle together. Does it? I feel like it doesn't ring. I feel like it rings a little bit hollow now. That they won, but you know what's crazy? Daniel Jones almost threw for four hundred yards. Do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't he have four touchdowns? Yeah, he had four, four touchdowns, touchdowns, but we had like three, three and some change. I said four hundred yards. Yeah, you call yeah, four touchdowns three. though. See, look at that, Justin Thomas right there. Oh my god! All right. Oh my. God. Um. Justin Oh my. God. You already know. But yeah, you can follow me, J underscore Thomas underscore twenty four. Um, you know, I'm just out here chilling. I promise you, my my Twitter is not as bad as what I perceive. I'm just, I'm just a fraud. Honestly. Yeah, because it's all in your bookmarks. It's all on my bookmarks. My timeline is literally just filled with retweeting funny things from Black Twitter and sports nonsense. Um, tip your local bartenders. Uh, if you're still doing no nut November, more power to you. <laughs> and uh that's it. <laughs>